All right. Well, good day, everyone. It's good to be back on the podcast again, the voice of experience. I'm so impressed by that title. <laughs> um, just using a bunch of information that I've gained over 55 years of this business. And what I'd like to do is share one of the things that a revelation or an epiphany, if you will, that came about me long time after I had been here and, and never experienced it. And it's a condition called feral resonance. Uh, I wrote the article. It's in the IP. It'll be in the IP magazine, I guess, in the December, November, December issue. But, uh, you know, I, I first learned of feral resonance many years after I was even a lineman. And uh, I never had experienced it. Uh, when I went to work with the company I work for and Basically, it was a 4KV and a converting to 12KV and finally to a 25KV but system. But as we, the load came up and we couldn't build substations, we had to increase the primary voltage to handle all the load. So when we went from 12 to 25, bingo. Then all of a sudden, this, this thing happened called feral resonance. I looked it up in uh, in the physics definition is a nonlinear resonance phenomenon that can affect power networks. And the abnormal rates of harmonics and transient or steady state over voltage, and that's the key. And it's nothing but circulating current and voltage in a coil of transformers. And as long as it's 12 kV or less, I never experienced it. And I have switched many, many times where um, you know, there was a delay, okay? And when that finally we started converting our 12 kV to 25 kV system, this phenomena started occurring. And it got everybody's attention because I, I, I personally saw a elbow completely destroyed and a sh the end of a shot, an eight-foot shotgun stick, burn off, melt, literally melted. And I'm going, okay, what is, and I said, well, oh, it's a bad elbow. It's a bad parking bushing or something to this effect. No, it was fair resonance. Well, let's talk about it a little bit. And I'm, I'm looking at the article now that I, that I have written for the IP thing. And what I want to do is kind of scan over it as we go through it. And just share with you some of my thoughts on ferro resonance and then how to prevent it. Okay. And that's the key. I, I find, I found it to be the case on underground. It's much more likely on an underground single phase switching, uh, than it is on a three phase, you know, like a switching cubicle or something of this nature. When you're switching on underground and there's a delay and also I'll give you a little example or two, like, if I'm switching on a three-phase, a single phase with single-phase conductors, and it's not at a three-phase transformer, say I have a couple of single-phase transformers in the loop, and I've got it isolated at, at two of the single-phase transformers, and in one phase in a three-phase transformer, and I've got a gap, and I have got it, whatever I did, did either a paired cable or either cut sleeves in and put in a new pad mount or whatever it took and to start switching it back normal again 
we go to each individual transformer and make it hot, make that particular cable hot. Well, you know, a phase you can get it plugged in okay, and it's not a problem. You go to the next transformer, you know, four or five minutes away, and time you open it up and do everything you're supposed to do, and then and then and then take it off the parking stand or feed through or whatever you got it on, and then plug it in to and then heat it up. Then all of a sudden it becomes an issue. Now then you've got two of the three phases hot. So basically in the new transformer or the existing transformer you're switching back in, the coil in that transformer is coming hot if you don't pull the bayonet fuses. Well, when that happens, then this phenomena, this voltage over voltage and over current starts circulating in the coil of that transformer. Now, bearing in mind, I'm not an engineer by any stretch. It's just what I've learned and what I've been told, and I know the results of it. Uh, it basically, by the time you get to C phase or phase three, whatever you want to call it, and you get to that transformer and start pulling that elbow off, when that elbow clears the bushing, you could very well have a fireball on the end of it because that voltage now has has grown to an over voltage it's over the rated cable and elbow to where now then you have a flash and as i said earlier you know uh when you're 12 kv or less it's less likely to happen but when you get to 14 4 25 23 13 to whatever you know you're dealing with it there's a very likely good likelihood that you can have that I know I worked in uh, Macon, Georgia for years and years, and we it was all 4 and 12 kV, nothing. You know, and I finally went to, made supervisor and went to the Atlanta area. And when I went up there, the first time I ever really saw it damage stuff, I saw something happen a couple of times, but no, there was no real damage. A lot of times somebody would be pulling that elbow and it'd start arcing, he'd plug it back in, and it would quit. And then we would start doing some research and find out what's going on, thinking maybe you had a bad elbow, bad bushing, or something, bad probe in the elbow. That's not the case. Uh, the first time I ever saw it in real <laughs> was uh, at Hartsville, uh, in Hartsville International Airport. That's a very big customer of airport operating headquarters and of course that's when i was a supervisor over the underground well we were always in there doing switching and repairing cables a bunch of old cable that basically had been converted from 12 to 25 and the cable was failing it was cross-link polyethylene and treeing and uh, you could you'd fix it one day they blow up again the next day and then we finally started reconductoring everything and changing things but the, uh, the bottom line was uh, they were switching on the south side of the, what we used to call the the, uh, the south loop on the, the south side of the uh, runway and the radar mount. And uh, it's a three-phase loop that went, went from overhead UD riser on the street through part of the complex. It had the, it had the, the, uh, the lights for the airport, the runway lights. Uh, it had air cargo. It had a bunch of stuff on it. 
Well, there was a bad cable, and so it had been switched out by the troublemen, and the crew went over there to repair the cable. And once they got the cable repaired, they started switching it back in, and it was just as I said. There was a couple of single-phase transformers in in the loop feeding, you know, street lights or whatever in between the three-phase transformers. So when they started switching it in, they got A phase, B phase, and then it was a it was a, a long gap. By the time we moved around and got to the radar mount or wherever we were at, and he started to unplug that elbow, and of course it immediately fired up. And this was this was 25 kV, this 14.4 phase to ground, and it fired up on the end of that elbow. And uh, I know the uh, the lineman that was on the stick you know, panicked and tried to snatch it in the clear. It didn't work. The fire came with him and basically just about burned the elbow off the cable, locked everything out again, which doesn't, doesn't sit real well with the FAA. And then we had to go back and switch it and put it all back again. Well, the bottom line is what we discovered and what was explained to me by engineering, this barrel resonance occurs when those cables come hot with a time lag in between them. And basically, uh, to prevent that, the only way you can prevent that is to pull the bayonets. In other words, you can energize the cables up to the transformer, but then plug the bayonets in to actually energize the primary coils to where it does not have that phenomena of circulating current. You can do it quick enough there. You can't. It will not. It will not do that. The large, the larger the transformers, uh, does it really matter whether it's a, a 150 or whether it's a 2500? As long as it's a three-phase coil, that's the main thing. Uh, they're the ones that's more subject to it than anything else. I have seen a couple of times, and one in particular on, on uh, overhead to where a similar situation occurred, and basically, uh, the one that comes to mind is a 46 kV radial three-phase transformer underground. And basically, it basically uh, uh, did the same thing. You, you could plug in one switch on the 46 to heat up the coil of the transformer, and by the time you move the stick over to close the second one, you know, everything seemed to be okay, but then the third one, when you had phase three or C phase closed in, uh, it was blowing the fuse. And lo and behold, you know, we, we called and basically was trying to get opinions. Okay, what's going on? There's nothing wrong with the transformers, brand new. We checked it out and we had to get three uh, long sticks there and basically simultaneously close all three switches at one time. And that basically... Uh, it stayed. There was nothing wrong, but it was the, you know, it was that feral resonance uh, issue that we, we've been talking about. So my suggestion is, is to always isolate primary uh, coils in transformer when you're switching uh, on a three-phase transformer. Uh, never heat up the phase and the coil of the transformer at the same time. You know, you know, if you're on a six foot stick rather than an eight or a ten foot stick, uh, well, you know, I use six foot sticks many times switching on the underground, and 
that puts you pretty close to the action when something like this happens. So, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to be involved in something like this. You want to avoid this at all costs. But, uh, from, I guess, from a simplistic look at feral resonance, that's the, that's the story is, uh, remove the bayonets, isolate the primary course in the transformers. And if you can't, if you got a transformer that doesn't have bayonets, then pull the elbows at the three phase transformer you're heating up and then go heat up all the cables and then go back and very quickly plug in the three elbows at that location. And that, that'll prevent it from doing it. Uh, most times if you, there is a delay, you know, then you need to make some other arrangements. So, um, it's a, it's an interesting thing to actually see that. Uh, it'd be nice if we had three phase gang switches and close everything in, like from a switching cubicle and SNC, uh, you know, BMH six, seven, something to where we could close them in and not deal with this, but every once in a while you have to deal with this, especially on the 25 KV systems. So with that, I think, uh, that's enough said about feral resonance. Read the article. It'll be out in the next edition of the IP magazine. I appreciate everybody joining me today. Um, I hope to see you soon. If not, you know, if you see this podcast, before November, I'll see you all in San Diego. Uh, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, I'll be there doing system grounding, I think is my topic. So God bless. Have a good day. Stay safe. And we'll see you next time. The views, information, and opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Utility Business Media and its employees. It is strongly recommended that you discuss any actions or policy changes with your company management prior to implementation.